three sacks. Just sit down and let's start the podcast. Sam didn't want me in the first half of the podcast, so we don't want Sam in the first half of the podcast. But I don't want to do the announcer voice. No, you don't have to. I'll do it. You ready? YOLO! Welcome to the Tuesday Tuesday podcast. Whatever else Sam usually says. This is episode blah, 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 blah. And we're here with Jed Farber, three stacks, and Tyler Dryblatt. Tyler Dryblatt. Do your do your thing. Tuesday podcast episode 96 with your hosts Tyler Dryblatt, Sam Ginsberg, Mike Boris, and Jed Farber. Here is Tyler Dryblatt. All right. Thank you for knuckling under and introing the podcast, Samuel. We really appreciate it. We have a, a jam-packed episode for you, everybody. Obviously, there are four of us here, so it's going to be uh, a whole passel of fun. A lot of interruptions. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. So I guess with that in mind, we should just get down to it and uh, make as much headway as we can in the beginning. Um, Jedediah, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Mission Brewery's Shipwrecked Double IPA. It is uh, 9.25% and... It tastes like it's 9.25%. Double IPAs are, what? Did you already drink this? Did I have this beer? I might have. I don't think so. I I thought it sounded familiar too, and I searched it, and it didn't come up in the spreadsheet, so. Whatever. Yeah, but it tastes like a double IPA, like, you know, very strong, and I don't know. First impressions are, tastes like a double IPA, and I'll tell you more later. Uh, Well, all right. Okay. Uh, how about Boris? Yeah. So I have. You're gonna a new love text this. message. Is that what that was? Sir? I had a text message. Okay. I, well, I guess I still have it. I haven't read it yet. Can I read it? Uh, sure. Cool. You guys are gonna enjoy this. I have Blue Moon Brewing Companies. I'm not sure if you've heard of them. They're this small what brewing the company from uh, from <laughs> Golden, Colorado. Uh, but I have their Tongue Tied. Uh, if this were a Jeopardy category and I were Alex Trebek, I would tell you to notice that Thai is spelled like the country Thailand. Uh, so it's tongue-tied. Uh-huh. <laughs> is that how it's spelled? Tied. That is how it's spelled with emphasis on the I. And uh, it's an ale brewed with lemongrass and basil. There's a whole fucking narrative on the back about how their brewmaster, Keith, got some shit mixed up and accidentally wound up with a roundhouse kick of basil. Uh, <laughs> I'm quoting the back of the bottle. Is that racist? I don't think so. I took a sniff and was pretty immediately repulsed by the smell and then took a sip and was less repulsed, but still some repulsed. This is not a good beer, but it's 7.5 and I have a bomber to get through. So do you think, buckle do you in. think for it being accidentally brewed that it's good? I mean, well, it I guess- it certainly wasn't accidentally brewed. It wasn't accidentally brewed so much as they like wound up with a bunch of ingredients and were like, I guess we'll try this, which is kind of an accident. But I guess on a scale of like accidentally pissing in a bucket and calling it beer, it's okay. But hmm. I don't know. Huh. This is one of those where I'm like, I'm glad they tried it, but how did this get out the door? Huh. Okay. I don't know. Stay tuned. I'm Maybe gl- my opinion. I'm glad they tried it, but I'm not glad that I know that they tried it. I see. Well, they could have. They could have tried it and made like a small batch and been like, oh man, this is garbage. Yeah, we cannot sell this to people. <laughs> yep. All right, Sam, how about you? I have Southern Tier Tangier, which is a session IPA with tangerine peels. It smells kind of citric and a little floral and and tastes, uh, it has a, a little bit of bitterness, but since it's not a real IPA, it's a session IPA, it doesn't have a whole lot of bitterness. But there's actually some good hop flavor in here. Like, a, it's a little bit of a sweeter hop character. And then I think that the, uh, the orange peels, you can't really tell orange against other types of citrus, but you can definitely tell there's some, some citrus fruit added. Uh, did you say what the ABV on that was? It is 4.6. Okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah. So I have Anchor Steam Brewing Company's Brotherhood Steam. Has anybody ever heard of Chris Robinson Brotherhood? No. no. Yeah, me neither. I think there's some sort of band. I'm not sure. And I Wait, think this... It? Say, it, say it one more time. What's it called? Chris Robinson Brotherhood. Wait, what's the brewery? Okay. What? 
What's the brewery? Anchor. You know Anchor Steam. Oh, so that's how that's how West. You should be the one who knows what they're talking about. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're talking about. I think it's a band, and I think this is like a collaboration. It is a band with the brewery and the band, which so that's kind of weird because I've never heard of them. Anything <laughs> I haven't heard of is weird because I'm the white man. Anyway, um, I don't know really what kind of beer this is. It says dry hop beer, which doesn't tell dry me much. Dry hop beer gives you so little information. Yeah, it just says Brotherhood Steam Dry Hop Beer. Lots of so styles of beer is, are dry hopped. Yeah, I don't know. It's 5.6%. It poured with a really thick head. It's got a like a pretty clear amber body. It doesn't really smell like anything. Honestly, it doesn't really taste like anything either. Um, so what you're saying is that it was brewed by Anchor. Yeah, yes. This, like, I'm not sure I can tell the difference between this and any of their other beers. It's kind of light in body. There's a little bit of that resiny hop taste right at the end, but it's mostly just kind of light and weak and, and tastes like most of the American lagers you'll get. So at least it was cheap. Amen to that. We have potentially four articles to do today, so maybe we'll get into it. What do you guys think? Are you okay with an article off the top? Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. Okay. I'm going to start off with one that I found. Because I rarely do any work for this show. <laughs> so, good for me. This comes from pastemagazine.com, and it's craft beers that defy their labels. So, does that mean craft beers that lie to you? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Sam's favorite <laughs> kind of craft beers? Well, then, fucking. Is this. I haven't read any of those, obviously. Yes. But based on that. Based on the way that's worded, I feel like they're about to praise them, and I'm about to get mad. Yes. Are you in my head? You, you reside within my brain. No, he's here. I see him. I'm right over, yeah. I'm over here. Because, yeah, that's pretty much exact. I mean, they don't exactly praise them, but they do a little bit. It, it's it's five beers that kind of are mislabeled or not exactly, like, really well-labeled. And, uh, <laughs> kind of like so, your beer that doesn't even have a fucking style listed on it. Yeah. So this article is like, hey, don't worry about it. But on this show, we're pretty, uh, well, if we were well-known, we might be well-known for wanting beers to be labeled honestly. <laughs> We'd so, be well-known for worrying about it. Yeah. I mean, so, if, I, exactly. if I bought, if I bought a, a head of iceberg lettuce and brought it home and it was cabbage, I wouldn't be like, oh, this is cleverly labeled. I'd be like, this is, I'm gonna, can I get a refund? Or I don't know how this works with produce. So, like, the very first one here, Ballast Point Pale Ale. I'm just going to, I think I'm just going to read most of their entry, if you guys don't mind. So it says, you can be forgiven for assuming that Ballast Point Pale Ale is what it says it is on the label. Yeah, I could be forgiven for that, because it fucking says Pale Ale right there. <laughs> for that sin you committed of assuming that a beer would be yeah. what it is labeled. Yeah. And then it says, <laughs> fucking, then it says, if you neglected to do your homework, like I have to research this beer, because... All beers are sneaky goddamn liars. Right, to make sure it is uh, what it is labeled. Yeah. If you neglect to do your homework, however, you might be at least underwhelmed when you take your first sip, expecting a piney, citrusy hop bouquet, and instead are greeted by a much more subdued, lager-like profile. Like the good freshness Nazi you are, you start checking the best buy dates while mentally composing your letter of complaint. Slow your roll, neckbeard. What you're tasting is a Kolsch. Okay. <laughs> If you can obviously identify what this type of beer is, and it's not a pale ale, which it has printed on its bottle, why why, why are you making fun of anybody? Why wouldn't it just be called Ballon Point Kolsch Ale, you giant flaming dicks? Hey, slow your roll, neckbeard. No, this is fucking infuriating. But it, it both calls me a Nazi and neckbeard in the same, like, two sentences, and then proceeds to explain to me why in a very condescending tone, like, I can see why you'd think it would be a pale ale, but it's actually a Kolsch, and it's a good one, so you're incorrect. See, I feel yeah. like if I had a beer that said 9.6% ABV, and I drank five of them and didn't feel anything, and then was like, hey, this says 9.6 ABV, why am I not getting drunk? And they're like, oh, actually, it's it's 0.5% ABV. I guess you should have done your homework and not just trust the label. <laughs> yeah. Like, are, you, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? Neckbeard. What are you, an ABV yes. Nazi all of a sudden? Get you get your dick suit off your body yeah so most of the entries in this list are like that and it's infuriating okay. uh the only one that maybe i'll defend a little bit is number three hofstetner granite bach and um they're like well 
you know, if you, you see the word Bach in there, you might think it's like a double Bach or something like that. But in reality, a granite Bach is like a really weird beer in which you heat the wort by tossing in superheated granite stones. So in this case, it's not really like a granite Bach is a legitimate style. You're just being dumb for assuming something by hearing the word Bach. So I'm willing to accept that one. But all the other arguments, it's just like, yeah, it's mislabeled, but it's good. And, and I just think maybe you should label it correctly then. Can you just go over the other ones very briefly? Number two is New Belgium one or 1554 in Black Lager, which is not something I've had, but these people claim is the best offering from New Belgium. So that's kind of weird. Mm, but um, False. Their coconut curry Hefeweizen is my favorite beer. So I don't know about this. It's, it says it's, yeah, some sort of dark lager, whatever. Wait, so so it says black lager on it, but it's actually what? Uh, I don't know. I guess it's just saying that enlightened black lager doesn't really tell you that much. Sure it does. Uh, yeah, I think it does too. So it turns out it's actually like a dark lager, so that makes sense. So so thanks for the description. You told me what style is and you gave me a, an adjective to modify it. This guy, Josh yeah. Ruffin, sucks. <laughs> Number three is the Hofstetner Granite Bach, which we talked about. Number four is some... I'm not pronouncing that. No, thank you, Belgium. This is just a beer that nobody can really categorize because it rides the edge of a lot of categories. It's like a kind of a Saison, but that's kind of alcoholic, which a Saison generally isn't. So that's that. And number five, Oxbow Blended Oktoberfest which is clearly trying to indicate that it is an Oktoberfest, and these people are saying that it's not really. It is. It's like, oh, it's saying it's like an Oktoberfest, which is kind of like a like a malty but not super weighty uh, lager. But surprise, it's not really. It's funky and kind of citrusy and is very creamy, which is not really what a normal Oktoberfest is. So don't know why they're talking about it like that. Again, just like number one. This article's terrible. And like, I don't mean this article's terrible. Fuck you for bringing it on the show. I, I don't... I think this... It yeah. makes fine content. But it's... It's like... First, it's poorly written. Second, it like... It seems to be intentionally alienating people like me. Like, I feel like my first instinct is to respond to this guy and be like, you don't know what you're talking about for these reasons. And he's gonna be like, LOL, you're butthurt. Because... Yeah. Which is kind of what he says... Does he have a Twitter listed anywhere? Because we could start a Twitter beef. That would be fun. Uh, Woo! Beef. Josh Ruffin. That's Ruffin. Josh Ruffin. If I remember, maybe I'll... We'll do I'll, some Googling later. I'll tweet about it. Find a Twitter. I'll wrap him up. You know what? Let's... let's Maybe let's kind of not have so much animosity. Maybe let's try and bring him on the show and have an intelligent conversation. That sounds like... Whoa, really whoa, strong. whoa. Okay. So, if you'll recall, one Dan Fox we disagreed with about pretty much everything he said. I think he wrote, like, a reasonable article, though, and then we brought him on the show and, like, talked to him, and he was still a cool guy. Yeah, He didn't well, write some shit calling me a Nazi and a neckbeard for wanting my beard to be labeled no, that's, properly. No, that's true. He, we weren't being attacked by him, but, like, we definitely had a, a much different beer morality, and we still managed yeah. to have a very intelligent conversation. Sorry. I'm just a little antsy, because my beer is terrible. <laughs> oh, no. Well, we do you want to do you want to check in? Why? What's so bad about it? I think he it? went into it podcast. at the beginning. Tell us about the beer. Uh, it's it's gross. I'll I'll recap it for you at the end. Don't worry. But just for oh. the listeners at home, if you're trying to imagine how I'm feeling as I'm talking, it's I'm feeling like I'm drinking a gross beer. His face looks like a thumbs down right now. <laughs> and it doesn't just always look like that. No, he, he didn't. He didn't get in an accident or jerks. something. Oh boy! All right, so I haven't done anything since the last time I talked to everybody. Okay. Oh shit! You did something. Didn't I did you? do a thing. Yeah. I did do a thing. So you you had graduated already, but you went and you walked. No, graduation, no, right? I technically had not. Technically, I had not graduated yet. Oh, so you are officially done and done. I officially have a diploma. I am done and done at Allegheny College. Congrats, wow. dude. That's awesome. Did you get, like, triple Thank applause? You. I think I was one of the top two. I couldn't really, I don't know, when I'm in a moment like that, you can't really tell. You're just kind of yeah, like, yeah. don't trip. Yeah, right? don't trip is number yeah. one and number two and number most of them. Yeah. yeah. So, yep. but Larry Hailsham, I don't know if you guys know Larry. Nope. Jeez. 
Oh, but, we haven't uh, been at school for seven years, so no. Yeah. <laughs> well, you did go to school. I don't know. <laughs> you know Cool Ice. You know Mr. Cool Ice. <laughs> I, I know, Mr. I know cool and Ice. love Mr. Cool Ice. Okay, well, Mr. Cool Ice graduated with me, so okay. fuck you, all right? <laughs> But uh, I was up there for top two, is what I was told by many people. Nice. So, gotcha. Good. Gotcha. Yeah, because so, I had, I'll... you know, all the alumni that were in the audience were like, <laughs> oh, I went to school with him. I actually <laughs> He's saw... older than me. What is he doing? I went to school. I, I, I saw someone afterwards that came up to me, and they were like, I didn't even realize you were walking, but when I heard your name, I just st- stood up and started shouting as loud as I could. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So now that you actually have this diploma, uh, is anything in your life going to change? Well, I sold it. I sold my diploma. I got nice. um, two hundred thousand nice. dollars for it. Yeah. So you're gonna no, buy like a PS4? Or? Yeah. Well, they gave me. They I got a two two thousand two hundred thousand dollars for it, and now I'm just kind of figuring out what I want to do for the next six years of my life. Can I can I give you some advice? Yeah. Sure. Put it on red. Put it on red. <laughs> let it ride, let baby. It ride. Oh, jeez. You can't jinx when two other people say something at the same time. No, I said let it ride, too. So three people said let it ride? Is that what yeah. just happened? Yes. Wow, you... <laughs> wow. Jed, you know what you should do in this moment? You should just let it ride. Ah, uh, fuck you. Did you just fuck. make... Kind of, what kind of motion did you just make, Samuel? Oh, wait, you said my name, right. Yeah, no, yeah, you had, you had jinxed me, so I was being quiet. Oh. <laughs> and I was making sure that he's going to stay quiet, too. It's not every day you hey, find someone who. Whoa, wow! Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was gonna say find someone who respects the rules of Jinx, no, which I, I clearly do not. No, I, so. I also don't. I thought it would make okay content, and then it's like super not good at all content. But whatever. I thought it would be great content for half of us to stop talking. <laughs> well, I mean, we've been talking over each other. I thought maybe I'd overcorrect a little bit. Right. Give the college graduate okay. a little time to talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of four college graduates on the podcast. Are you still texting go. three sex? Because I just looked over my shoulder and she's playing with her phone and Sam. smiling ear to ear. Sam, I swear to God, we've been texting the whole time. God damn Not it! Not kidding. <laughs> okay, she sent me two pictures of you guys sitting in the corner. I sent one to Tyler, and I was like, "Look, this is where the magic happens." Yo, send her a picture of your dick. No, Boris. Jesus Christ. What do you mean no? Yeah, did I? Yeah, she's did single. I it's cool. That's true. <laughs> Tyler, what? What were you did saying? I try, did I tell you about the time I tried to send you a picture of my dick? <laughs> no, you've never told me this. Like, no. how did you fail sending him a picture of your dick? Yeah. Well, because the, okay, the zoom so... on his camera isn't good enough. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, oh! That might be the greatest burn on this show we've ever had. Oh, man. No, he, he Jed texted me that he could hear uh, myself and Becca having an intimate relations. Oh, Jesus. And mm. so... I wrote, I wrote, fuck you on my penis, and tried to send him a picture. <laughs> yes! But, uh, yes! <laughs> Wait, did you go back but, to having sex after? Did you wash it off? Yeah. Shut up, you did not. I am not convinced that you washed it off. You probably no, just, not like, I didn't like run out to the bathroom. You wrote fuck you in the fucking grime that's already on your dick. You <laughs> no. Like wiping on a car windshield or some yeah. shit. No, Clean that. Yeah. This was this was at school, so I wasn't eating ground rolls and sleeping in dishes yet. <laughs> All right. All right. No, but like it was it, you know, it was dark at nighttime and the flash I've got a like a shitty little not smartphone. So the flash was taking like weird pictures and you couldn't see the fuck you. It was only like my penis looked like a naked bull rat. <laughs> and it wasn't getting the message across, so I didn't send it. I thought you were going to tell me that you tried to send me a picture of your dick two weeks ago after I was like, oh, I didn't know you. I thought you had a, a small wiener. I thought that was oh. what you were going to say. And then he oh. never really disputed that with, like, actual evidence. So I kind of feel like you might be right to maintain your assumption. That's no, fine. I, well, I forgot that I felt his boner on me. I forgot yeah. that. Oh, yeah. We, you talked about that. Yeah. I, I like to keep a little mystique going about about my package. You know, I like to keep everybody a little bit in the dark when it comes to what I'm what I'm packing. Not me. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. Hey Becca. Alrighty then. I just anyway. like you wrote fuck you on your dick and then had nothing to do with your dick except have a dick with fuck you written <laughs> on it. Like did you just wash it off? No, well I scrubbed it off with a towel. What did you write it with? Pen? Like a magic marker or some shit. I can't decide if pen or pencil is better. What? Then well, you're an idiot! I'm thinking of like a ballpoint pen. Me? Like that would fucking Dude. hurt just as much. 
No, Look at dude. three stacks. She's losing her shit back there. <laughs> no, dude. A pencil would hurt 35 times more than a pen. Well, you my, are a yeah. crazy person. My first instinct was to be like, no, not a pen, a pencil. And then I was like, but a pencil erases. But then I remembered that that's dumb. Then you realized it was on dick. Yeah, or on I your make dick. So three stacks is getting I me a pencil to write on something my on my dick. Uh, develop, breaking news. Dry developing story. Too. No, that's a pen. I want a pencil. I'm gonna write fuck you on my dick in pencil and send it to Tyler. Oh my I'm god. I'm down. This pencil that's clearly stolen from work. <laughs> oh wait. Uh, during this Apollo space program, US astronauts spent $3 million to write fuck you on their dicks in pen. And the Russian <laughs> the astronauts just wrote pencil. pencil. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. I'm not gonna, gonna write lie. It on I don't think dick. this. I'm trying it out on my arm first. I don't think this is gonna work. What do you mean? What? Well, write it on a part that's not as hairy. Your dick isn't as hairy as your forearm, is it? Right? I guess I don't know that, but I do hope that. If I had a hairy shaft, I think I'd, I'd call my penis the abominable snowman. My Why? God. Would it be white hair? Let's hope. Maybe I'd dye it white. This is not the first time we've talked about this stuff explicitly, but I feel like every episode does kind of devolve into just talking about our penises. We could just, like, go to an article. No, no, no. This is... I'm excited for uh, Boris to start writing on his dick with a pencil. He can't oh, even man. get it to work on his arm. It's not working on my arm. I can, like, scratch my dick a little bit if it would make you happy, but just, I'm also not going to do that. Just, like, so. it'll be faster and easier. Just slam it in the drawer. All we want is for your dick to hurt, so just get it over with. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, how much time does she have? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't... Why would it make your dick hurt? I don't understand. I'm, in, I'm into that stuff. Okay. So we're gonna You got plenty of time. Hurting a penis? Use your imagination. Come on, three stacks. Use your imagination and your toolbox. It's my last saw... episode of this podcast. It's <laughs> probably my, a wise. It's my going many, out episode. I've seen many gifts of dudes getting kicked square in the balls by by mistresses. What the fuck? Are you like seeking them out? Yeah, he is. I mean, shut up, Tyler. You are. I mean, no. Hey, Tyler, listen, listen, I to, me, listen to me, listen to me, I want you to be happy. You just make sure you're happy. That's your just, only job, right. buddy. Just own it, so, Tyler, just own so, it. So the next time we see each other, you'll kick me in the balls? I mean, Whatever if the want. price is right. <laughs> All right. Uh, another article, or, I mean, I feel like this is a great time to do more porn titles, but I don't have any. I have but one. I have but none. Okay, I, I'll get one. Hold on. Let me pull up my Netflix. Okay. Well, I guess we'll just start with you, Samuel. Sure. Oh, this is, uh, original medium is movie. There are two main components, and one of them is multiple penises, and the other component is pretty rough sex. And I don't mean rough sex like choking and slapping. I just, like, he's getting in there. <laughs> multiple penises. Is deep in it? Is no. deep in the title? It is not. Mm. Hard? No. Dips. Is long? Uh, w no and no. Multiple penises. Cocks? Yeah. Okay. And they're just getting in there. Like, real deep. Like, and not, I'm, I mean, I guess bottomed deep, out. deep, I deep is part of it, and also hard. just, like, hard and fast. School of hard cocks? Uh, Something like that. I don't even know if that's a movie. Oh my god. That's a phrase. I mean, a school of cock is, would, would be one. Ah. Uh. But I, I just assume you guys like if I thought of that I would just assume you guys have done that already. I don't think we have, but maybe. And not use it, but. Do you think my my dog licking Boris's leg is getting picked up? Can you guys hear that? I hope it is. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm picking it <laughs> no, up, right, not. Barley? Hmm. So, uh, let's see. Intense. Intense cocks. Okay. Intense cocks. <laughs> Got it. It is a five-word title. Oh man. You have one of them. We have cocks. <laughs> well, yeah. Also, you have the word cocks. The. Uh, you're right. Two different times. Woo! Oh, I just got your joke. That was pretty good. Is <laughs> it the blank and the cocks, or the cocks and the blank? The cocks and the blank. Huh? Uh, I don't even know. Is this an old timey movie? Not, not old old timey. I mean, it gives me some nostalgia. It also, but it also gives me some nostalgia for cocks. Cocks and the pound. There you go. Oh, Maybe you shouldn't oh, slap gosh. right next to the microphone when I say that, but the yeah. cocks and the pound. Yeah. All right. Nice. Wow. Nice. Okay, I got was, one, guys. That took us a lot longer than it should have. I mean, yeah. pound is kind of hard to get to. Yeah. It's I'm hard now that I got to it. What's up, Jack? All right. 
Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the angle here. I got the title. Okay. This is about... <laughs> this is about somebody who has the largest dick in the whole world. It's it's not specifically long, but it is the largest dick in the whole world. Huh. I feel like we've replaced Earth with girth enough times that we've maybe done this already. But maybe. I could be wrong. Are we replacing Earth with girth? Yes. And okay. another hint is that it was the number one thing on Netflix. Just popped up. <laughs> Didn't even scroll to find it. Is that that's based on what you've been watching? Though, is it right? just Planet Girth? No. Planet Girth. That oh, is that's terrible. Ooh. We've definitely Dude. done Battlefield Girth. I don't know if and we've done I think Planet we've done, Girth. I think we've done Journey to the Center of the Girth. <laughs> yeah, we sure have. Journey to Wait, the hold on. I thought of one that's not very good. Well, is okay. it better than Planet Girth? Maybe. Oh, God. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so, this is a porno. The original is a movie. This is a porno about one particular president having somebody go down on him. Uh, Clinton's administration. Oh, timely yeah. and relevant. <laughs> <laughs> timely. <laughs> and so when you say um, one particular president, does that mean that a president's name is in the title? Yes. Am- v- Abraham Lincoln, the, vampire, the, no, I got it. getting it's, sucked it's, by? It's, it's much worse than that. It's the Truman Blow. Yeah! <laughs> I kind of like the Truman Blow. Truman blow. That one fateful night. I feel like if I thought long enough, I could think of another title with the exact same synopsis, which is better. Like, there are enough presidents. There's got to be something with Garfield. Garfield? A tale of two titties. What? Garfield, a tale of two titties. I think I don't follow. What don't you follow? Was one of the Garfields subtitled A Tale of Two Cities? Perhaps. A Tale of Two Kitties. Oh, too many puns going on right yeah. now. Stacks on stacks on stacks. <laughs> oh, okay, I got Three one. Stacks. Okay, I got one. Hold on. I have to look this up because it's so good that there's Oh, no dang. Check out that fun. service. Oh, you man. Drink stacks? Lion's Doubt. That is good. Yeah, that's a good one. Sam, Night of oh. the Giving Head. That's a great one. Oh, thank you. Night of the Giving Head. Yeah. So the thing is, I spend a lot of time on Netflix these days. So a lot of my more recent ones, like last dozen episodes, have been ripped from Netflix. So if that's your resource, then you might have a little trouble. Yeah. Also, I believe the Netflix that you're using is also mine. So. Oh, there's... well, it, I do have... Actually, I usually use Three Stacks' brothers. We have, we have the upstairs TV and the downstairs TV, and we have a different way of getting on Netflix with each. <laughs> White people. Luxury. Yeah. Wait, so Jed, did you have one or no? It was it was Night of the Giving Head, but it's been... Oh. Oh, that's too bad. Okay, anyway, I'm going to do another article then. This one comes to us from CNET.com. Want to slow your beer guzzling? Get the right glass. So, I suppose there has been this... These, these two little studies came out. One from... or Actually, I guess they're both from the University of Bristol in England. And the two studies suggest that the different shape of a beer glass influences how fast you drink it. There were 160 test subjects who were split into and given beers, but uh, some had markings on their glass and some didn't. And it seemed that the people without markings on their glass drank faster. The markings are just like a teaspoon um, type marking, like it measures how far you are through the glass or like decorations? Yeah, like it measures how far you are through the glass. Okay. That's that's counterintuitive, because I feel like I would drink to the next line. Right? Yeah, me too. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I remember in Ross, like, looking around and being like, man, I'm not that far through my beer. I guess I should hurry up, you know? And, like, that's kind of the exact opposite of what is going on here. But anyway, so they did that one in a lab, and then they also took them out in bars in the, in the real world, and they gave them straight glasses versus curved glasses. And apparently people who took sips from the straight glasses took longer to finish than people uh, in the curved glasses. And basically the reasoning again is that you can't tell how much you drank in the curved glasses versus straight ones. So the, uh, I guess the big overall conclusion is, you know, if you can't tell how much you're drinking, you drink more. 
which is kind of interesting, I suppose. So if you uh, had, if you just were drinking out of, for instance, a solo cup, you might, because it's opaque, you might it's good. Uh, go through it a little faster. Yeah, you know, I don't think uh, the opacity or opacity was tested, but I, I think that's a probably a good extension of the confusion here. I'd be yeah. interested to see or, results on that. Or perhaps if you had beer in some sort of <laughs> container, such as a snap top bottle, which is what you referred to cans as that one time, and I still think that's funny. <laughs> like no, if you were doing yeah. a podcast on beer and just tore through the beer that you introed. Yeah, I already finished my beer, so I cracked an old mill while you were and introducing then... the article. <laughs> I mean, they d- yeah. they've done studies on plate size, which is kind of relevant. If you put your food on a smaller plate, you will eat less because it proportionally looks like you're eating more. Huh. Yeah. Sense. I'm actually not sure if I were to start this study what my hypothesis would be. Because I could see arguments for both sides. Like, when you can see the beer, you're like, trying to drink more. But also when you can see the beer, you're like, holy shit, I drank this whole beer already. Yeah. I should slow down. I feel like if you were at, like, a if you were at a at a party where I don't want to say frat party, but what I mean is frat party. If just, you're trying to get drunk. Well, I I don't even mean just you're trying to get drunk. If you're in kind of a, if you're in a situation where everyone's trying to wave their I drink so hard dicks around, which isn't right. necessarily a frat party, but I've definitely encountered that at frat parties. I know what you mean. I think if you had, I mean, you shouldn't have glass at one of those parties because that's going to cause Absolutely a situation. Absolutely not. But if you had like a clear plastic cup with a lot of lines on it, I think people would drink faster because someone would be like. Uh, I'm two lines ahead of you, and then the other guy would would chug yeah. as fast as he can to pass the other guy, and now all of a sudden it's a it's just they're racing. Well, another you know, I was also kind of surprised by these because, like I said, I always feel like, and maybe this is just because I like the taste of alcohol, but really my prime concern when I'm drinking is getting kind of drunk. But I would also think that you know, seeing how much you drink would be induce kind of competitive spirit. Because I always I'm always trying to race other people not necessarily race other people but when i see that other people are ahead of me i'm like oh man better better drink up i mean that is just for for convenience sake like if you're at a bar it's nice for everyone to finish their beer at once if you're taking turns buying rounds it just is simpler yeah Yeah. well but what i was that was a long way of getting to my actual point which is that this was only a study done with like 160 people you know and they like took them out to to three different actual bars which are not controlled areas Right. So there's still a lot left to be done in this area of research. The Lord's uh, we'll call yeah. it. And, and where where was this uh, centered? The UK. Okay, that's that's good. Actually, I like that th- this was done in the UK because I was gonna say that like England and Ireland might have different results than America because I think that they actually may be even more into binge drinking than we are. Well, but also I feel like when I was touring Europe, I got a pretty consistent like lots of light lagers like no one was drinking a fucking ipa at the bar and i think that would kind of change yeah. how quickly you go through a pint is if it's a bud light or if it's a goddamn like imperial ipa or if it's like yeah. uh if it's southern tier tangier then it just, IPA it just brew disappears with from your peels, glass then like like we don't even know where it goes sam doesn't even drink at all it just disappears I think there's a hole in my glass and also my table and also my floor and my downstairs neighbors are mad at me <laughs> But one thing I did also want to bring up related to when I was in Europe, uh, when I was in Amsterdam, they had an exhibit on drinking games from like the Middle Ages. Dope! And it was dope. And one of them was a glass with just a bunch of lines in it. And the objective was to like drink exactly from one line to the next line. And if you missed, you had to try again. And you have to just like keep trying to drink exactly from one line to the next line in the glass. Are they evenly spaced? Uh, they were on the one that we saw. Okay, I so I feel like that. I feel like then you can get pretty good at it. Yeah, because you know how long it takes you to get from like one a, to the next. Yeah, you practice. Yeah, man, you could hustle people so hard in that game. For sure, <laughs> man. Oh, those old timey drunks. That's hilarious. If you're like a beer drinking shark, whatever the equivalent yeah. of a pool shark is <laughs> but for that game, I think that's called a date rapist. Ooh, this yikes! This went somewhere dark. Ooh. Yeah. Sorry, what were you guys saying? I was texting. I was texting. <laughs> texting girls. God damn it, three sticks. Hey, uh, speaking of girls, Boris, you go on any more dates? Boris, you go on any more dates? Uh, I did not go on any dates. I did not kiss any more men or women, but Aww. I do bring the content. Uh, I did my homework. <laughs> I did my homework from the last episode, and I got that uh, nitro iced coffee. 
Oh, did you? Nice. Yeah. Uh, so I was feeling a little ill on Friday and took a sick day, and then in the afternoon started feeling better. So. I uh, brought myself out into the world and decided it was a good time to try out this coffee bar. And I can say that it was probably the best iced coffee I've had in Madison, at oh, yeah? least in the last two years, maybe ever. Like, it's fucking up there. That iced coffee was off the charts. So, did it taste at all beer-like? I think it, it looked more beer-like than it tasted. Like, it really just looked like Guinness with ice in it, which was a little off-putting yeah. at first. Like, it kind of had a little bit of a head, uh, just kind of a solid white... Like, not super foamy, not like carbonated head, but just like a Guinness type head, like very smooth. That makes sense. If it's, and if, if the, the similarity there being that it's a nitro, so that, that, yeah, yeah. And, but it also kind of allowed me to, I think, isolate the nitro taste. Like, I think it does have a taste, and it definitely shared some qualities with Guinness that I'm having trouble explaining, but it was kind of like just a nitro taste. Was it, it was it very smooth? It was very smooth, and it was not at all like bubbly in like a carbonated way. It was kind of flat, which, in terms of beer is bad, but in terms of coffee is good because I think that's probably yeah. what people like. About I don't Guinness. want carbonated coffee, but really, what I loved about it was um, I mentioned last time that I don't really know why, but I usually put some a little bit of like half and half or something in my iced coffee to give it some substance because I think iced coffee is one of those things that it's hard to do right. Uh, whereas hot coffee, even bad hot coffee, is like I'll drink it, it's fine. Um, <laughs> well, I guess by bad adding- iced coffee, I would just like throw away. By adding ice, you're watering it down a little bit. So I guess right. it makes sense to add something with a little more substance to it. Right. And so, but it kind of gave it that, that like creamy substance feel without actually adding cream, which I loved. So overall, like 10 of 10, definitely try it if you get the chance and you're also into iced coffee. Huh. That's cool. Well, I'm really glad you got to track that down and try it. That's that's really interesting. Yeah. No, it was, it was a good time. I loved it. And it was like on tap and everything. It felt really cool. And, like <laughs> killed a glass with ice and then pulled the giant fucking handle down and my iced coffee came out and I felt like a badass. That's really funny. <laughs> Mostly because I didn't really see it on the menu or behind the counter at first. And so I kind of walked in. She was like, what do you want? And usually it's not a thing. I'm just like large iced coffee and I get out. Uh, but I was like, um, is this, there's like a nitro thing going on, right? She was like, yep. She knew exactly what I wanted. Nice. Yeah, and she she poured me off a nice batch of nitro iced coffee, and it was delicious. Word. That's cool. I don't like coffee, but uh, I'm glad you do. I'm glad you got out there and tried it. That I'm sounds good. that sounds good. That all sounds good. It's a great Friday. That was like my I said. Birthday. I, yeah. What? That was your birthday? Yeah, man. Mm. Yeah, man. Did you do oh, anything yeah. super cool for your birthday, Samuel? Mostly, I just kept getting drunk. And then making three stacks drive me to a new place where I kept drinking. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I saw the Radicals game, and uh, they won, and that was great. And then I think I just passed out pretty early, probably, because I'd been drinking all damn day. Nice. Oh, <laughs> Did you get free drinks anywhere? Well, three stacks paid for me for, yeah. for most oh, of my yes? drinks, so I guess in that sense I got free drinks. Also, oh yeah. Also, we had a at um at our favorite. Brew, brew, pub, restaurant type situation. Our waitress was new, and she didn't charge us for a couple of beers, and we didn't correct her. Yeah. <laughs> Solid. Yeah. Nice. We got like twenty five dollars of free beer. Wow. Yeah, I was. Wow. I was buying. I was because I I usually pay when we go, and we had it arranged that she was gonna pay. So I I did kind of target some of the pricier beers to an extent. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah, I had I had a um, Founders Kentucky Breakfast Stout, which was eleven dollars for ten ounces, and that was lovely. That was one of the ones they forgot, and that worked out well for me. What'd you wow. think of that? Yeah. I had that. I had that like a couple, like two months ago. It's crazy, on, crazy on the good. show. So I've had so Founders good. Breakfast Stout. Yeah. This is different. I, I think th- these are different beers. Because Breakfast Stout's the only beer that I've actually noticed a difference between on tap and in a bottle. Oh, so yeah. I was curious because I really liked it on tap, and then I got a four pack of it and was very underwhelmed. Well, I'm wondering if you got Kentucky breakfast out on tap. It was just breakfast out. May have been Kentucky. I don't know. Actually, I can't dispute that it was Kentucky, but it's very, sure it just oh, breakfast. Very, very good. But also, regardless of whether you're getting it tap or bottles, it's going to be pricey. So, yeah. I mean, if you if you're stacking paper, definitely get that shit. Dang. I guess I will never drink that beer. <laughs> Oh, this is slightly unrelated, but Sam will care at least. Today and yesterday, I tried out for uh, Pittsburgh's elite-level uh, men's 
ultimate team, which is top 16 in the nation, probably going to be like at least challenging for top eight. But uh, yeah, yesterday was the everyone can go. Today was the first round of inv- invites, and I don't think anyone got cut between yesterday and today. But I talked to some of the higher ups, and they were optimistic about my role. So I'm optimistic about it. So you think so maybe one day team? I'll be in Madison. Nice. Wait, wh- Madison for what? Like playing, like playing, playing against uh, the teams that are there. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll travel there. Wait, so this this is not when you say elite, you're not talking about professional. No, no, this is not professional. Professional, right. I miss the professional tryouts. Right. This is uh, very high level club play. Yeah. 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 Okay. Exactly. Well, that, that's cool. Did you, you think you did well in the tryouts? Like above average play or yeah. average play for you? Not above average for me, but I definitely like stood out among people that they haven't seen play for nice. sure. So that's yeah. awesome, dude. Good luck. Thank you. I'll keep you guys updated. Next next oh, trials are the May thirtieth, so you know. Okay, so you got a ways. Would you like to play professional or are you happy yeah, to like doing Absolutely. Club? Oh, I mean yeah. I'd love to play professional for one year so I can say I am a professional athlete. Right. But but other than that, like club is a higher level than professional. So uh-huh. I mean that's that's what I wanna actually do. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Okay, well that would be kinda cool. Yeah, it would, and then nothing will change. So on the podcast, I mean, right? But, yeah, it'll be exci- it'll be exciting for us all, though. I'm sure. <laughs> I personally won't care that much. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I there we have two more. Well, I said we had potentially four articles. I don't think we're gonna do all of them, but I do want to do this last one, even though I feel a bit bad about picking on this guy. This is this is amniconbrewing.tumblr.com, and this is just. It's just some guy who's a home brewer and kind of into the beer scene, and he he wrote a kind of a little screed on Tumblr. So I feel a little bad going after him because normally we we talk about you know articles from actual agencies, people who are professionals, and this guy isn't. But then I think you know we're just some jerk off podcast, whatever. We can attack whoever we want. Sure. Well, again, he, let's not let's not attack. Let's let's start a dialogue. Critique, maybe. Critique, right. sure, sure. To propose alternate opinions, mm-hmm. and maybe just like that other butthole from that other article, we'll contact this guy. <laughs> we disrespect all buttholes equally. Yeah, especially yeah. literally. <laughs> so the title of his his post is the Everybody Gets a Trophy craft beer community and why it's bad for the consumer. Oh, so he would um, love our show, because we mostly rag on beer. Exactly, that's what I was going to say. So, the main point that this guy has is that he reads a lot of beer magazines talking about new breweries, and pretty much consistently he hears that breweries are great, and then he feels that he goes and tastes beers at these breweries, and doesn't think it's that great, and I guess in this sees the the hand of people not wanting to criticize other people in their market. No, actually, I completely agree on him on that point. I my my parents a birthday or two ago got me a subscription to Beer Connoisseur magazine, uh-huh. uh, which is is not a great publication, but it was it was a lot of this just this magazine's columnists giving heyjays to different breweries. Some of which I wasn't familiar with, some of which I loved, and some of which I know are bad. Like, there was was a whole article about how great Anchor is. So that should be enough to let you know that, like, I don't don't know these columnists personally, and I'm not, like, going to read this magazine close enough to figure out which columnists I agree with and which ones I don't. So really, it just ends up making me think, I can't trust this magazine. Right. See, I was going to say that I honestly... Aside from what we, the articles we read on the show, I'm not that deep into like the professional beer world. You know, I know my style. I generally know the flavors. I know the process behind making beer, but I don't necessarily care about what's going on uh, in the community. So I'm, I'm kind of glad that you have something to say about that because I really didn't have any background. I mean, I, it's just like I read four magazines, so that's not yeah. a whole lot of background. But, but so far, I'm at least willing to give this guy the benefit of the doubt because I do mostly agree with him so far. Maybe continue okay. and we'll see if that persists. 
So is right. his point just that we should stop being super positive and be more critical of craft beer? Yes, that is yeah. that is the main that is like the main thrust of his argument, which might be true. But I have I have problems with a lot of the side things he says. Like, so he says he read read a great review of some brewery, and he went out to a bar and he saw a beer by said brewery on tap. Does it say what brewery? No, nope, he doesn't he feel doesn't. he has the right to insult a brewery yeah. by name in public. Well, then he's that feels hypocritical to me. Okay, see, yeah, yeah, yeah come that's, on, that's, like, yeah. So that's one thing. Yeah, he's like, oh, well, I had a really bad beer, but I don't want to call them out in this article where I lament the lack of people calling out other people. Like, that's, you know, this that's, is exactly the part where you don't retract your clause. Yeah, so that's that's one irritating thing. But another thing is, he, he's like, man, I really didn't like this beer. This has to be an objectively bad beer, which is a big statement to make, you know, saying that... A, Across the board, everybody will think this is bad. Especially when you back it up with, uh, I'm talking about getting beers with objectively bad quality issues. Nobody likes oxidized beer. Nobody likes skunky flavors, fusel alcohol notes, diacetyl, autolyzed yeast flavors. And there's a big problem in there, which is that... We've talked about diacetyl, liking diacetyl on this show before. Yeah, diacetyl gives you a, a great banana-like flavor, which is great in, oh, I don't know, maybe Itchin' for a Mitchin' Hefeweizen by Swag Factory Brew Company. It's a great beer with a great, yeah. with a great subtle banana tone. Yeah. Diacetyl uh, is not an objectively bad flavor. And then, and then so, he's, saying, he's saying alcohol is a bad flavor, too, that you should yeah, never because, have in your beer. Because three stacks will often like a beer more, especially if it's like, I guess the, the way she would say it is, if if I'm drinking a ten percent, I want to know it. Right. So if it's like a, a barrel aged something or like a hefty stout, a little bit of alcohol flavor, she thinks makes the beer better. So so now that's two of what he lists, two of five flavors that he says are objectively bad, and if they're objectively bad, it means no one can disagree, and we're right here disagreeing. The yeah. only the only thing I'd say to that though is that most of the beer rating community does act like there is objectification in their in their opinions. So I actually well, had are... a meta question about this, and I think Jed brought it up. When you guys rate things, because rating, I mean, people rate music, people rate movies, people rate whatever, which is like subjective, but they rate it on an objective scale. Do you assume, do you co- sort of default to it's good or default to it's bad and then it has to prove that it's good? Because I think a difference between I would put Sam and Tyler in sort of the it defaults to bad and then it has to prove itself, whereas I think I default to good and then like it has to not prove itself. So if I feel very neutral about a show and you ask me how it is, I'll be like, eh, it was fine. Like, it was good. Right. See, I, I kind of think that, I mean, you could be right that I'm looking for a beer to prove itself, but also I don't think that I've ever claimed that my scale is in any way objective. That's kind of why I yeah. think that the you might like this beer if is, right. is probably even more important than our numerical ratings because I've definitely had beers before that I haven't liked that I know for a fact other people would. Yeah, and, I was going to say pretty much the same thing that you were going to say, Sam. Although, uh, I will accept Boris's, Boris's uh, classification I of think me. that that's just because we are kind of dick butts. And right, that's, yeah. That's just who Absolutely. we are as people and that's a little tough yeah. to get away from. But, um, so, you know, I have a hard time with this guy's, even though maybe his his, the central thrust of his argument makes sense. I just have a hard time when he's saying, like, I'm definitely not a beer critic, but these are definitely bad flavors. And they're not definitely bad flavors. You know, maybe you should recognize that you're right, you're not a beer critic. Uh, and you can talk about what you personally like or dislike, but but, but realize but that you're not the be-all, end-all. We are. Yeah, but would you, do, would you say, seriously, would you say that we recognize that we are not beer critics? Because yeah, I think I, so. I I, do I think, think so. I don't I disagree because I say I would say that I clearly am not a beer critic because I always talk about how little I know compared to you guys. But no. I think it it makes it the show you know it it pushes the show better if you guys just act like you know why why take away from your own opinion. Well, he so makes, I think well, he's kind of doing the same beer critic, and we're we're. Definitely, definitely, definitely not professional beer critics. Yeah. Right, that's true. That's true. But you never, you never have to say that because it should be obvious to those listening 
and it should, but it should also, if saying that, if you said that every show, we are not professional beer critics, yeah. that's like, what's the, like, why? What's the point? You know, that just takes away from well, the credibility no. of the no, show. No, I'm not going to add a stupid disclaimer to the front of the show. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I don't oh. think he, I, I think you can forgive him for at least speaking his mind about those type of things, because I think we have done that before. But it's, I, no, like I don't Sam think said, I don't think about he us. Ever... I think he's about, pe- he's talking about people writing articles in what is at least perceived to be legitimate publications. Plus, like Sam said, yeah. I don't think we've ever claimed that we rate on an objective scale. I have no problem with him no. coming out and disclaiming that he is that he isn't a professional beer critic. But then he tries and tries to go and say that things are are purely objective, and and that's where I have issues. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like the the things he tries to say are objective are things that he's gathered that most people dislike. Most people that are beer critics dislike. Right, but that's that still not the sense. definition of objective. Yeah. No, no, it's not. But I mean, in that, but it's like anytime you ever say the word objective outside of a philosophical argument about logic, you're being facetious. So I think, I don't know. You can, I don't think we should be so critical of this this guy. Well, I think he states a very real problem, which is that like the circle jerkiness, the circle jerk community of craft brewing. But then he goes on to just further the problem by, like, very delicately and gingerly getting around saying this brewery sucks. He offers an example where he's like, hey, so if you want to not, if you want to say something bad about a brewery, don't say Bob's Brewery is consistently putting out great beer. When it isn't, say Bob's Brewery has a great atmosphere and is a wonderful and welcome addition to the craft beer community. Which, like, fuck you. That's still a great... Like, like that's still a nice review. Like, no, say, say, you Bob, just dodged the question. You didn't say Bob's Brewery is not making very good beer. Say, I no, mean, but, but, like, but don't even, don't even be that general. Say, I went there. I had Bob Lager, Bob Stout, and Bob IPA. I like the IPA, not so hot on the other ones. And then, like, give a little more detail, I guess. But I think, well, I think the problem here is that. One, he is trying to still support the craft beer community. He just wants it to change. And two, if he was to say, if he was to name the beers that he's been underwhelmed with at this point of as a, somebody that, you know, nobody knows who this person is, it would only undermine him if you read this and you I mean, disagree completely. He's, like if you read it, if he said something bad about a beer that has overwhelmingly positive reviews yeah he, he's not allowed enough voice for it to be like oh maybe he's right it would well, be more like so, so he's saying he's saying i don't want to lose lose tumblr followers by saying something yeah. controversial so well, he's he's avoiding doing exactly what everyone the fuck else is avoiding doing and he's criticizing him for it right but he's more yeah. saying that i'm he's more saying this oh, I, listen it's not what he's doing isn't perfect but i i don't think it we should be that critical because he's more saying things should change but i'm not the person that's person that can make this change it's kind of what he's saying so which he's, I can, he's not which being is the change he wishes to see in the world he is, <laughs> gandhi no. would be disappointed in this man he's you're right less it's than like, one gandhi if he starts talking if he's like you know I really don't like craft, you know, a lot of craft beers are really bad, and Blue Moon is one of my favorite beers. It's like, that's not going to help his argument, so I think he's shying away. He's trying to play both sides. I can see that. No, I see what you're saying, Jed, but I just think it's a shitty tactic, and he shouldn't do it. <laughs> but I think, yeah. but, but, that, but you know, on, on Jed's side of the thing, I think that there are some, there are definitely individuals who would read this article and be like, yeah, that is bullshit, and are going to... I don't actually know enough how Tumblr works. Can you retweet on the Tumblrs? I'm too Re- old. I'm 25 now. Reblog, maybe? Reblog, sure. That that might not reblog if he gave more specific opinions that they happen to d- disagree with. Yeah. I think he's just trying to tread very lightly in some cases. And when he says things about objectification, that is him saying things that he really believes that beer snobs are going to totally agree with him. And he's trying to not offend the beer snobs by saying, like, maybe be snobbier. Like, that's kind of, it's like, be a little snobbier. Also, we've been saying he a lot, and I don't think we have any indication to the gender of the writer of this. this oh, I thought that was something we knew. Uh, I, don't, I don't see a name anywhere or anything. 
No, I don't either. But I mean, if if, if the industry as lady, a whole is is any indicator, then it's probably a man. But if this is if you're if a beer you, lady, we apologize. Yeah. And if you want to come on the show and defend your arguments, no, I'm I'm actually definitely going to tweet this episode at this person, and hopefully they'll realize that even though we've been ganging up a little bit, I really I want you to come on and defend yourself. And when you're here, we won't be such assholes. Also, I sorry, I said fuck you earlier. I mean. I make zero promises. But well, it is but it is important. We've noted this, but it is important to note that I think the four of us do agree with the core of the argument, which, which yes. is that we're all craft beers are getting too much of a pass. Too yes. easy of a pass. So we're all agreeing with each other and saying that this is an anti-circle yeah, jerk, circle fuck, jerk. Fuck circle jerks, and we're all together You're on so this right, one. Sam. Good oh, job. Thanks, man. You're so handsome. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, but I mean, we, we we clearly don't give all craft brews a pass. Uh, one look at our spreadsheet will indicate that. Yeah, we really we just need a, a bigger share of the uh, informing people about beer market. Maybe if we were uh, if we were kinder with our rec- <laughs> with our ratings, we would get retweeted a little more. Maybe, but I I feel like it co- completely defeats the purpose if you're not willing to just kind of actually say how you feel about it. Well, has everybody drank their beers? Are we about done with this circus? Yes, down. Do it. All right. Jed, you go first. Oh, God. Uh, Okay. Oh, yeah. Last little sip in there. Just (laughs) as I've become more accustomed to regular IPAs, I'm, like, not quite there yet with double IPAs. I, to refresh your memory, I'm drinking Mission Brewery's Shipwrecked Double IPA. And it's 9.25%. It's a little too strong for me right yet like me specifically but for what it is i i think it was fine i it didn't seem very special i think that's my palate not really being able to get past the double ipa like it being such a strong beer is strong is that the right word tyler sure yes okay so yeah so i i mean my rating would be like 6.5 just because i need to be more refined and have more experience with double ipas but i think that if any anyone likes double ipas then this is just this will be a fine beer for them where's They'll this enjoy it where's it brewed uh san diego okay but you got it out east yeah so i got I think it. there's a shipwreck something else like a shipwreck porter or something that a beer around here makes because I was, I thought the name sounded familiar, but not the brewery. Okay. Well, if that's what you're trying to think of. Uh, no, it's it's really just that he's saying anyone who likes double IPA should try this, and I would actually like to try this and bring it on to the not bring it on like, like the like the movies, but uh, <laughs> bring bring it on to the show because because you were saying like you gave it your qualified recommendation based on the fact that it's not your ideal style, but that is my yeah. ideal style, so I I would I would like to to have my opinion heard about this beer that I haven't had yet. Yeah, I'm I would say that I'm too unrefined to get into any more detail about it. So, I'm just going to give it a 6.5, which for me is average. 5 is not average. For me a 6.5 is about average. And uh yeah, I'd say that anyone that's had a double IPA or enjoys them should try it and write in and let us know what you think. Bruce Tuesday podcast at gmail.com. Yay. All right, I'll go next. I had Anchor's Brotherhood Steam. <sighs> if you've had any other beer by Anchor, you pretty much know what this tastes like. I guess the defining feature of this beer is the slight resinous quality right at the end, which is not a feature I particularly enjoy in a beer. Would you say it's uh, an objectively bad quality? <laughs> you see, I wouldn't say that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't really like the, the resinous taste um, and, and mouthfeel. So it's not too present, but I really think that's like the most identifiable feature of the beer, which isn't great. So I'm going to give it a 4-4. This is, you know, it's pretty drinkable, despite what I was saying. So I guess this, this is kind of like a, a beer for anybody day drinking, you know? 5-6, it's not super alcoholic, it goes down pretty easy. That's about all I can say about Brotherhood Steam. Okay. Um, okay. I had Old Milwaukee. Let me just finish beer. real quick. I think it's uh, beer style <laughs> beer, is what it says on the can. Oh, right. <laughs> so I had Southern Tier Tangier Session IPA brewed with tangerine peels, coming in at four six ABV. I mean, you sessioned the fuck out of that beer. No, I think that that's the best indicator of the quality of this beer, almost even above 
actual flavor is that I drank it without noticing. And <laughs> and Boris can testify to that. Dude, I, he was stunned by, like, the porn game. I, I accidentally drank the whole beer. And during the parts that I was actively paying attention to the flavor, I think I said it was... Uh, is a, a little sweeter in the hop department, and there's some good citrus to it, and uh, some good, good lighter hoppiness. Obviously, crazy drinkable, and so this makes me feel really split because I recognize that this is a really good session IPA, but I don't really what? like session IPAs. <laughs> right, right. I'd rather have I'd rather have this beer kicked up a couple notches at seven percent. Yeah. And I'll take that. I'll take it being less drinkable. Taste it. Take tasting a little bit like booze. Uh, that's that's a trade-off that I'll make every time. I don't know. It's the whole thing. My opinion versus execution. So I'll give it a 7.2, and I'll say this. If you like Session IPAs, fucking definitely get this. Even if even if you're, like, just looking for a day drink beer, this is... I mean, Tyler, I didn't have your beer, but based on your reaction, I'm going to say, if you have these two options, definitely take mine over his if you're looking to day yeah, drink. Yeah, yeah. And again, that was Southern Tier Tangier. I'll close it out then. So I had Blue Moon Brewing Company's Tongue Tied. This is a 7.5%, I guess it's just an ale, doesn't really say. Yeah, ale brewed with lemongrass and basil. Uh, so I did some more reading into this guy, Keith, the brewmaster, who decided to brew this monstrosity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he decided he wanted something that went with his favorite Thai dishes. So first of all, Keith, when you're brewing something that is supposed to go with something else, I don't think you're supposed to try and make it taste exactly like what you're trying to make it go with. There's like like chocolate and vanilla go together, like coffee and a donut, like bittersweet. Like you got to sort of get the 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 opposites there. Complementary flavors. That's the word I'm looking for. Complementary flavors. And Keith just fucked this up. He got this ass backwards. You know what I really like with my salsa? Salsa. Right? It's like, yeah, it's like dipping goddamn salsa in more salsa. Like, what the fuck are you you're doing? Gonna, you're gonna make a mess of your hands. So, so Keith here uh, brewed himself a beer with lemongrass and basil. I'm gonna let Sam try it, but I think it's pretty gross. It smells like a licorice spicy, like, it smells like a Christmas ale type thing. Like, it just comes off but as, spiced all to hell. as super spicy. And then when you take a sip, it's like, it's less spicy than it smells, which helps it go down better. But it's not pleasant. I would say it tastes more like Italian food than Thai food, but it also tastes more like Italian food God than- damn it, your SpaghettiOs theory is coming back. <laughs> I know, but it tastes more like Italian food than beer, and that's not a great indicator when you're drinking a beer. Yeah, uh, so this thing is not good. I was actually, I think we got uh, an underreaction from what I was expecting from naming this as Blue Moon Brewing Company, which I didn't know really existed outside of creating Blue Moon as a subsidiary of Coors. But yeah, I was I was really surprised to see a Blue Moon bomber, which makes it makes it feel like they're trying to demonstrate their legitimacy. But then it's a fucking twisty top bottle. So it's like, what are you even trying to front with me <laughs> oh, right now? This yeah. might be the first twisty bomber I've ever bought. Actually, it should not be a thing. <laughs> yeah, but so that was really what led me to buy it. Was sort of it's an I don't know interesting label, and I picked it up. And as soon as I saw Blue Moon Brewing Company, I was like, oh, the the critics are gonna love this one. Yeah. Uh, us, you know, professional beer critics. <laughs> so anyways, in conclusion, Keith, you fucked up. 1.5. This Ooh. is a pretty gross beer. Uh, it's not wow. kombucha gross. Like, I'm probably going to finish the whole thing. And I guess it's 7.5, so it has some redeeming qualities. But, like, Keith, just next time, like, try it and just admit that your batch failed. Like, don't don't fucking put this in a bottle. No one, no one bets a thousand, bro. But you don't have to release your bullshit. Right, don't put this in a bottle and sell it to me. And, do, and then don't tell me to try and eat it with the thing it tastes like. Like, <laughs> Yeah, don't eat this with spaghetti. It tastes like spaghetti. Mom's spaghetti. What's, is that your lowest rating on the show? Uh, I think a 1.0. A few episodes ago, I had a uh, kombucha-based ale that I actually just could not finish. Wow. Um, so, do you know kombucha? No. So it's this like probiotic tea that sounds disgusting. It's so gross. And it's if, if the beer made from it is any indication, it's also disgusting. <laughs> well, all right. Yeah. But yeah, that's up there with my lowest rating on the show. And I think being made by Blue Moon does not help your cause because like you have infinite R and D dollars. Don't invest them in this bullshit. I'm gonna write an article about how we're too hard on big breweries. <laughs> <laughs>
Give AB a chance. No, no, that's, no, that's great. Yeah, you right. do that, and then we'll bring it on the show and comments on it, and then I'll be like, we gotta have this Jed Farber guy on. <laughs> Jed our second celebrity guest. <laughs> All right. So, does anybody other than Sam have a beer for next week? Oh, I gotta recommend this to someone. If you oh, suck, yeah, I'm if sorry, your name is I'm Keith sorry. and you suck, I recommend this beer to you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wait, what if my name is Paul and I suck? Then I do not recommend this beer to you. I don't know if you were listening, but no, you know, I just wanted to make two sure. Requirements. Okay, that I would only fit one of the two criteria yeah. in that case. Right. This podcast right. is just about hating. That's what it has become. Mm. That's pretty much what my whole life is about, Jed. Hate, 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 hate. I got a PhD, a player hate degree. <laughs> Is that from right. a song, or did you make that up? It's no, obviously from a song. Tyler has literally made nothing up in his entire life, <laughs> and the one time he tried to, he wasn't able to finish the book. That's I'm all. like Hollywood. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Fucking burnt. God damn, Jed, that was Stone Cold. <laughs> Somehow it was both Stone Cold and you burnt him. No, see, what happened was one time Tyler said something, and he left the room, and I said to Sam, I was like, wow, did he make that up? And Sam goes, no, everything he says is from the internet. <laughs> and I looked it up, and Sam was right. Oh, man. Uh, Speaking of how great I am, do you want to hear what I have for next week? I don't want to hear anything ever again. I'm going to go kill myself. <laughs> Oh, don't oh. go kill yourself. Only one of us can make jokes about killing themselves all the time. Yeah. Also, I need you to keep hosting this because I really <laughs> don't want to. All right, so what are you drinking next week? So I have Dark Horse 4, but it's F-O-R-E, smoked stout. Maybe it's a 4 smoked stout. I don't know how you smoke a 4. But I, I like I like smoky beers. That's well documented in the annals of this show. Um yeah. Sorry? You, sorry, I, you said annals and I giggled. I said annals. Jesus and Christ. I didn't, sorry, I didn't, did I make a pun accidentally? I don't understand. Mm, no. Like a butt. It's, I'm sorry, I just no, found humor where there was none, apparently. I guess. Like, other, like other listeners of this show, I suppose. So um, close. So close to the end of the episode. Let's power through. <laughs> We're almost there, ladies and power gentlemen. Power through. So, uh, Dark Horse smokes out next week, the end. <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right. So thank you for slogging through this episode of Bruce's Disney Podcast. <laughs> if you have any suggestions on how to make this uh, shit show any better, you can email them to us at Bruce's Disney Podcast. Please help us. Or if you want to rebut literally anything we said, I'll bring you on here. Just email yeah. us. Like if you're yeah. an author who wrote a shitty article and we told you how shitty Whoa. your article is. Or maybe just an Whoa. article that we happen to disagree with. Boris gets to your role. after drinking yeah. a bomb of bad beer. You, get to, you can choose if Boris is on the episode with you or if I'm on the episode with you. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Also, but if it's Brewmaster Keith, I'm on the episode. I'm going to dibs, <laughs> I'm gonna dibs that one right now. Fine, fine, yeah. fine. So Brewmaster Keith, uh, email us at brewsdaytuesdaypodcast.gmail.com. <laughs> Tweet at us uh, at Bruce Day Tuesday. Comment on our hilarious uh, episodes, Bruce Day Tuesday, BruceTuesday.com, excuse me. Other than that, don't let the bastard keep you down, and we will see you next episode. Bye now. Bye. Bye. I'm going to come over there and pee in your butt. <laughs>